Welcome back to One Great Conversation. Simon Bell from Tuesday Studios joins us again to discuss what it means to hold things lightly. Simon is a producer, filmmaker, and longtime business coach to Tim Dawson, our CEO at Lux's Greats. With Simon's diverse background, he is able to give us deep insight into ways of being and showing up in the world which celebrate our humanness, as he has seen both sides of the coin. Dominant masculine energy to achieve his goals, and then trusting the process which helped him be at peace with what is and to enjoy the journey. We can often get attached to certain ways of being or doing, or really hold on to our emotions and outcomes to our own detriment. Keep listening to learn more about the concept of holding things lightly and how it can assist in finding that sweet spot where we are not at effect of what shows up for us in our journeys. I love everything that we've discussed today with Simon, and I really hope that you get as much from it as I did. Enjoy. Awesome. I'll answer whatever I need to. Yes, thank you. Um, so you are our guest speaker for the January Pump Up. You did an amazing job, as you always do. Thank you so much for how much you give to Luxus. Thanks for having me. Can you talk more about holding things lightly? Speak about it like I haven't heard it before. Okay. So in the context of goal setting or setting an intention, I'm assuming, like we talked about in the Pump Up Day? Yes. Yeah. Yes, you can go on that. Yeah. Okay. So that's a really good question. So holding something lightly. Now, quite often when we set a goal, we'll get attached to that particular goal or outcome that we're looking to achieve. And in that attachment, it could form into an obsession, and which, by the way, is a fairly normal and natural way to approach achieving goals. It's a very masculine approach. It's <laughs> something that is well established in the business space, yep. in sports. You talk about people wanting to achieve greatness in their particular field, whether it's basketball or at the Olympics or whatever it might be, and that constant drive and focus. Mm. As we know from experience with professional athletes and even business people who drive and push and attack their goals with that hyper-masculine. And when I say masculine, I don't mean male. I mean just that the energy. energy. Yeah. yeah. It can absolutely and, and tends to produce the results that they're looking for, mm. but at the same time can have some negative consequences as well around their emotional and mental well-being. It can be depression after the fact. Mm. I know a couple of people who, good friends of mine who have done Ironman and they call, they talk about the Ironman depression or post-Ironman depression, which is when they do their, you know, they've, they've worked or they worked so hard to train and they've got focus and purpose and goals. And um, then not. And then they get to the end of they yeah. complete it. And they don't know what their life is like afterwards and therefore mm. they lose purpose and lose. So you, one could argue that in the moments or in the process of achieving their goal, they've achieved what they wanted to achieve. But the question then comes is achieving that objective or the goal as satisfying as it could be as a result of all that's been sacrificed in the journey. Now what I posit and, and definitely the paradigm which I operate from is that you can be equally as effective in achieving your goals or your intention by holding it lightly. And that means that I'm 100% committed to achieving this outcome. In fact, I know it to be true and this shall be. And at the same time, I'm going to enjoy the process. I'm going to go with the flow. I'm going to look for opportunities in the moment to choose to enjoy the training or the process or, or whatever it might be, you know. In other words, I don't necessarily have to read my goals three three times a day or six times a day. Nice. Or, but I can hold it, still hold it enough and hold it clear in my mind that it guides my actions but 
dance that fine line between commitment and obsession. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. a really beautiful way to look at it. Thank you. So yeah. being committed but not attached is the distinction that I the kind of it, it stems from is being committed to an outcome but not attached to necessarily the way in which it looks. And here's the other thing too that I find is when you're attached to a particular so when you're that committed and focused, quite often you can be then limited by the options that you've got available to achieving that goal. So if you look again, look at, say, professional athletes, and I'm not a professional athlete by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> you're holding so your belly, belly of wings and beer? Or? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if drinking beer and eating hot wings is a professional sport, no, no. You're no. a um, leader. <laughs> that's right. But uh, but do have experience, obviously, from a business perspective and mm-hmm. achieving goals in that in that realm and have come from that highly driven, highly focused, hyper-masculine business background to experience the other side where there's more flow. So I I am not speaking just in theory. It's definitely a personal experience, plus also the experience of dealing with hundreds of entrepreneurs and business owners that I've worked with. Mm. So it's, you know, when you set a clear intention or an outcome or a goal, but then you're open to receiving, you know, when I say open to receiving, you're open to looking for new ways of going about things. New opportunities will present themselves and you'll naturally you naturally achieve it. For those that play golf out there, the analogy you could use would be one of the key mistakes that people make when they first start playing golf is holding the club too tight. Okay. Right. And so they'll go, they might go through their process, but then they'll overgrip them. <laughs> yeah, I'm the sure club. I'm one of those people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I want to whack, whack it as hard <laughs> yeah. as they can, only to realize that, you know, that probably works one in 10 shots. Sure. In actual fact, you've got to hold the club light enough. Still enough to hold onto the club. Yeah, don't let go. Don't let it go. <laughs> but at the same time, trust and allow the process to to yeah. work. Um, Formula One again, not a Formula One car driver, but I've been told by someone who has raced cars that holding the steering wheel is the same. Holding it too tight, yeah, uh, can you know impact muscle strain and impact the process. But holding sure. it light enough. Not so you'd let go. But yeah, I love it, those analogies. It. Does that answer yeah. your question? It does. Holding it lightly. Beautifully. Yeah. I feel like if we just ended the episode there, it would be enough to <laughs> Perfect. add lots of value to our listeners. And just remembering that it's this is a process, you know. It's not just the destination that we're working towards. It's yeah. ensuring that whatever goal it is, whether it's opening a film studio here in Brisbane or on the yep. Gold Coast or whatever it might be, losing weight, it's knowing that the process of doing that can be as enjoyable as the destination and that you want to be open to seeing all possibilities of achieving that rather than a fixed way. Definitely, definitely. And how does this concept support not being attached to emotions, outcomes, being a certain way and so on? So you answered quite a bit in that first one, but talking yeah, a bit more about emotions and how you imagine things to turn out versus how they do and that sort of thing. It's mm, a good question too. Well, I mean, one of the things, one of the, I think it's important to explore whenever it is that you're setting a goal or an outcome or an intention to look at what is the emotional experience that you want to achieve from that because fundamentally everything that we we have as a desired outcome is in order to experience something and so that's a useful exercise to begin with is to go, okay well why do i want to lose the weight or why do i want to hit that next sales target or why do i want to get that promotion mm. at work what how will that make me feel what's the experience i'm chasing and understanding that means that it also then supports 
holding it lightly or being non-attached. Yes. Because she's like, well, actually, you know what? And, I, and during the session, I remember asking, I forget the gentleman's name, about the basketball. I think it was Charles. Like, Charles. Could it have yeah. been Charles? Yeah. Charles. And we're talking about, you know, if for what purpose, what do you want to experience as a result of achieving that goal? And he said whatever he said. And my question, my follow-up question was, well, if you could feel that way of being, you could have that experience without achieving that goal, would you still want to achieve yes. it? Yes, yeah. Uh, and he said yes, which is great, right? And that indicates that you're on the right track there. But being able to distinguish the fact that, okay, well, I want X in order to experience Y. Well, what if you could experience Y without achieving X? Would you still want X? Yeah, yeah, I would. Well, no, I wouldn't. No, I'm doing it in order. Okay, well, what do you actually want? Is that goal something that you want to achieve? Now, in regards to – so that our, our desire to experience something emotionally is always what's going to drive – our goals and our outcomes and things that we want to achieve. And at the same time, during the journey, we're going to have a constant emotional experience. Yes. And it's important not to invalidate whatever the emotions are that come up during that experience, <laughs> whatever they are, because yeah, they, they, sure. they serve a purpose. They do. Yeah. Now that purpose is to let you know how you feel in that moment and nothing more, nothing less. Sometimes we do a bit of a deep dive and try and get, you know, try and analyze our emotions. And you can definitely do that if you want to but you also don't have to <laughs> because, you know, the idea of or the purpose of emotions are, are to be felt mm. and there's no better emotion or worse emotion. We as human beings have this beautiful tendency to judge our emotions and relate to those judgments like they're real as opposed to just relating to the emotion. You've taught emotion. me a lot that they just are. They just are. Like, they just let them be. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm angry and I feel angry. Okay, cool. I feel angry right now. Mm. Now what? What do you want to do with that? And the other piece around it is that as a human being, you're constantly going to experience some form of emotion. It's either going to serve you towards your goal or it's not. Mm. And if it doesn't serve True. you, if it doesn't serve you, what can you do about that? What mm. can you do about that? Now, emotion or emotion, energy in motion is the way I like to relate yeah. to it, emotion. Energy in motion, energy needs to flow. And so for you to be able to allow that emotion to pass through you, it needs to be expressed in a safe in a safe way. Mm. And if it doesn't get expressed and it doesn't, it's not allowed to flow through you, it will store somewhere within you. Very true. And it will express itself in some other way, whether it's pent up emotion, repressed, suppressed, depressed emotions, mm. whether it shows up as disease or ailments, it'll express itself in the body in some way, shape or form. Mm. And so I think one of the opportunities and a practice to have and something that I've practiced regularly is whenever I feel those strong emotions, whether it's crying, sadness, whether it's anger, whether it's frustration, whether it's joy, is to allow myself in a safe environment to be able to experience that. And I've shared with many people about, I live at Daisy Hill up mm. in, in, in Springwood, in, in Logan, the, the Yeti of Daisy Hill. And so if I'm having those sad, strong emotions or if I'm having, you know, be able to get out there in the, in the bush and just let it out. The Yeti of yeah. Daisy Hill. <laughs> just yell and scream or cry, you know. Oh. If you live around yeah. there, you, know, you may or may not. <laughs> You're have famous, heard. Yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, nobody's heard me. Thank you. But the Yeti of the Daisy Yeti Hill. Of That's Daisy really Hill. catchy. There That's you go. Really catchy. You should get a bumper sticker. You should. Or the Yeti you of Daisy should. Hill. So yeah, just allowing those emotions to pass through, not because you have to, but 
the opportunity is for you to, to do that. And, mm. you know, even when we did the meditation or the breathing exercise before with the division leaders and the HODs, there's always an opportunity when you do that breathing exercise to be able to let out a sound on the outwards breath, the sound that connected to or resonates with the emotion that you're feeling. And just in that practice alone will allow you to pass mm. that emotional, will help you pass that emotional state. Got to feel it to heal it, as they say. You do. You definitely do. And uh, yeah, I was just speaking about before how I wanted to start including some of the listener questions. There were so many good ones, but I know we're on a time constraint, so I have to only pick one and I'm going to pick this one here. So some people may worry that holding things lightly means that they will lose their motivation or sense of direction. How do you address these concerns and what advice do you have for individuals who struggle with this mindset? Mm. How bad do you want it? Like if you if you genuinely make a choice and choose that a particular goal this shall be, then this shall be. And I think that there's I think that speaks to the type of goal or outcome or objective that somebody's setting. You know, there'll be those that are nice to haves, there'll True. be those that are wishful thinking, and there will be those that you just know in your heart of hearts that that, that shall be. And and I, to speak to that, I believe that when you set an intention that you know to be true, you know that this shall be, you won't have to hold it have hard because you're not forcing anything. I'm already identifying things that I have, like it's just going to be, I know that. Mm, yeah. That's right. So I, I, I can, that's already spoken to me so much. Yeah. yeah. So as opposed to, and, I, and I'll find that that kind of question comes up when people are setting goals and there's fear involved. Like, what is this going to mean if I don't achieve it? What if I should really be achieving this kind of goal? I should be on my second investment property or I should have whatever by now. And if it's driven by a should or a need to or a must, and and I mean a must like, well, of course, I just have to or I have to. Yeah, those three words, I'm quite mindful of those. Yeah. Yeah. You can safely say that it's driven from a context of fear Mm. as opposed to a context of choice or creation. Yes. Because when you choose and you actually choose, you're like, no, this this is what I'm doing and this is who I'm being, mm. um, you'll find that a reminder will be sufficient yes. and you won't have to hold. Because as I said, holding the golf club, it's not, you're not letting it go. You're still <laughs> Some people it. might, like <laughs> Mitty at Top Golf. Did he really? Yeah, there was a bit of damage at oh, one of no. our team events. Like, so I'm not sure if he let it go, but anyway, he swung a hole in the wall. Oh, no. I don't know if I should have, like, said that on um, We're not lying. <laughs> online. No, no guilt. But it's been long enough now, surely, that we can't be held responsible. This is statute of limitations. Yeah, so. But, yeah, so it's not – it's holding it firm enough to not let it go. Mm. And whatever that looks like, everyone's going to be – you know, everyone's an individual. I still have a vision board. I still have my goals on my walls as a reminder. I still have key distinctions printed out like you guys do here to remind yeah. me of who I'm being and who I could be. So – that in itself is is truing me up to mm. who I know to be in those moments from when I forget. And that's that's what I mean by holding it holding it tight enough so that you remember who you are and what's important to you and not be distracted, but not tight enough where you've you know <laughs> your knuckles are wide yeah, and shaking yeah, and yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. And you and again, I'm not invalidating for the people that those that do it because it does produce results. Yeah. Just be mindful of of the sacrifices and the impact or the cost that that way of being has when you're setting out to achieve your goals 
that particular way, mm. where it's on your health, your mental well-being, your emotional well-being, your, family, your relationships, yeah. Yeah, yeah, your family. Relationships. And you may in that moment decide that that's a sufficient or, a, you know, that's I, you're prepared to sacrifice that. And that's fine. Mm. There's nothing wrong with that either. I'm just offering an alternative way of approaching it. So holding it tight enough or strong enough to not let it go and be reminded of who you actually are and what you're out to achieve, mm. but not tight enough where it becomes an unhealthy obsession. For sure. And I think that helps you not lose sight of what you're trying to achieve. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And we also, at a meta level, metaphysical level, we also forget who we are and how powerful we actually are. You know, we forget how magical and miraculous we actually are. And if we just remembered that, the power that exists within us, you'd realise that you don't have to force a lot of the things that we create. I realised that on my drive in this morning. Like, you know, when you're trying to cheat like two or three minutes rather than just enjoying the drive. Just surrender. And I looked at the time, I'm like, I got here at the same bloody time anyway. Yeah. And all, all the, and now, I enjoyed it more. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And it is all purposeful too. That's the other thing is, yeah. you know, um, you missing that traffic light, it was purposeful and perfect. I believe that. Yeah. I do. Yeah, I think we just – it's the fearful ego mind that has us want to hold on to how things need to look and should mm. look in achieving goals or doing certain things that causes us, you know, the, the pain and the anguish mm. as opposed to going, you know what, no, you're actually miraculous. You're, you know, you're more powerful than you know you are. Set the intention, hold the intention lightly, hold it, but hold mm. it lightly. I'm not saying let it go or forget about it, but just trust the process and trust that you're powerful enough to make it happen and trust that you'll know what actions to take when you need to take them if you allow yourself to, you know, be open to seeing them. Yeah. If that makes any sense whatsoever. Absolutely does and I always get so moved by your words. Like you could, you know, narrate documentaries or do audiobooks and I would just, yeah, your voice just oh, you. puts me in a good place. So you answered actually my last question really well and I'm mindful of time so I'm going to skip to this one as our last question. So any bodies of work that we should look into to further support this practice or mindset that you want everyone to have in their toolkit? Oh, yeah. I think one of my favourite bodies of work, I mean, there's, there's been a number that have impacted my life, but someone who really stands out for me is Corey Jackson. And he has a body of work called Cultivating Emotional Balance. So I'd love to give Corey a shout out. His work around attention training, he is an, is an amazing human being. He's a psychologist. He's also a Buddhist. And he has that beautiful you know, blend of East meets West philosophy. So you're, you're, you're person, your type yeah, of person. Yeah, 100%, <laughs> yeah. 100%. And when I met him for the first time, I remember thinking, oh, you've just perfectly articulated what like, you know, in a, in a much more sophisticated way than I ever, ever have how I feel and how I kind of my approach and philosophies. Mm, and mm. so, but grounded in peer reviewed science at the same time. So nice. for those that are somewhat skeptical, he talks about a lot about the psychology of attention training, which is your ability to be able to train your mind to focus on one key focal point, but also then molds that in with emotional well-being, emotional understanding, emotional intelligence is mm. what, I'm, what I'm looking for. Yeah. And to be able to recognize your emotional states and then use that attention training to to disrupt or, yeah, get yourself back on track. It's a beautiful body of work. Cultivating yes. emotional balance it was, is something that I would definitely check out. Thank you so much. And to end it as well, something that I've kept in mind that you taught me a little while ago, it's not about not getting messed up. It's about how quickly you can get back on track. So 
that's something that I think gives people the permission to feel their emotions, let things happen, but then, yeah, get back on track and focus on what it is that you want to achieve. Yeah, 100%. And remembering we're, we're all messy human beings living this messy human <laughs> Damn <being> existence. <laughs> I think I said on the last podcast. You did. Honestly, like just, <laughs> but you can't say it enough, nah, I think. Yeah, yeah, just, you know, in, yeah, yeah you, you're human. So you're going to have whatever emotional state comes up. Some days you're going to be empowered. Some days you're going to be disempowered. Sometimes you're going to be sad. Sometimes you're going to be angry. Sometimes you're going to be ecstatic. And that's okay. And all of it's okay. Thanks, Simon. You're welcome. It's always such a pleasure to have you on here. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of One Great Conversation, brought to you by Lux's Greats. We hope you gain some valuable insights that you can implement into your personal and professional life. Please share this episode with others who you think may be interested in this topic. If there's something you'd like covered in future episodes, drop us a line in the comment section or send us a message on social media. To stay up to date with new episodes and to help support One Great Conversation, please subscribe or follow us on your favourite streaming platform.